0: My name is Michael Doeyes, and we're here for episode 84 of the IA Cast. Today, I'm here with a good bunch of people. So, we have Aliyah Dudley. Hello. Allison Hartley. Hello. Jason Earls. Hi, everyone. Aaron Linson. Hello. And Scott Van Gorp. Hello. All right. Well, at the time of this recording, we are one day before.
1: Apple Christmas. Yes, yes, Apple Christmas. Cannot wait.
2: Can I just say, new iOS, new iOS, new iOS, new iOS. Well Siri. done. <laughs> wow. Okay, we have to rec- we have to do that now. Siri, Siri, HomePod beta. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Folks,
0: that was spontaneous, and spur of the moment, right here on the IACast Not Planned, it was <laughs> Unplugged. awesome. Unplugged. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we are not actually talking about much of Apple stuff today, but we do have one bit of news that concerns them. And we have to
3: talk about Microsoft, too.
0: Yes, because... because- and Google.
3: They kissed and made up on
0: something. Because Apple and Microsoft, and I think it might have been a few other companies, but primarily Microsoft and Apple came together. And Google. And Google to standardize Braille displays. Is that correct? To To standardize
3: the way that the Braille display interfaces with a computer. The goal being to reduce the and eliminate the drivers that have to be downloaded for a lot of Braille displays, especially on Windows.
1: And this is specifically pertaining to USB standardization, not yes. Bluetooth.
4: And basically, in theory, it would allow anybody with any manufacturer's Braille display to walk up to a computer and diddly just plug and play, like it was just a USB stick or anything like that. So HP was
1: also involved.
0: Yeah, and and I think this is great because... The reason why this is important is I think it's one of the first times that Apple has really been coming to the table in a big group of tech companies like this. Usually you hear Microsoft, HP, Google, all these others, but never really Apple joining in. So I think this is a great, great piece of news here.
2: I do too, because I think it really does show, I've heard several people talk about Apple's lack of commitment to accessibility, and I think it shows that they do have a commitment to accessibility, even if they may not be fixing bugs as quickly as we might want them to. Well, I'm going
0: to play devil's advocate here and just say this. You know, I feel like all of these companies have a commitment to accessibility, but I think it's whenever they see that they could make... This is kind of a, a media worthy situation. So, yes, mm-hmm. they're going to step in. But I think whenever it comes to doing actual work on their uh, voiceover and different things like that, they have kind of taken a step back and aren't doing things as quickly as they could. But I think this is a good Agreed. thing, you know. But it, it's media worthy. So, of course, they're going to jump on board. I don't think they might have in the past, so I'm glad they are now.
4: Yeah, me too. You could also even say, too, that since they have gotten media attention about it, it was probably a way for them to grab a quick buck or two.
0: Probably not from the consumers, but from the shareholders. It's a good story for them. And eventually, it'll be a good story for us as well, I think. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts on, on this piece of news before we move on?
5: I think, if, as we've already mentioned, it yes, it is a good media story, and I'm glad it's being covered, but it also does definitely show good corporate responsibility on Apple's part in the fact that they have come to the table on on an initiative like this. And I applaud all of the companies for saying, look, we really need to have a standard when it comes to Braille displays. I'm glad to see it.
0: Right. I totally agree with that. So our next bit of news that we have is also Apple-related. I didn't think we had this much Apple stuff, but we do. And that is that iOS 11.4 has been released. And this release is pretty cool. It has some features that we've been waiting for. All the iOS users out there have been waiting for.
3: Messages in iCloud.
0: Indeed.
1: That's right.
3: AirPlay 2. And AirPlay 2.
0: Yes, AirPlay 2 is now a That's thing. the
1: one I've been waiting for.
3: And Stereo HomePod Pairs.
1: Yes, Allison immediately got a second HomePod. As this will surprise nobody who knows me. <laughs>
0: We we've done the uh, pairing between the, the, or no, we have not the pairing of having both uh, home pods doing uh, what do they call that?
3: That's multi-room audio.
0: So they were paired up that way, but not as a stereo pair. So that was it's really pretty cool. intense as a stereo pair. And it's interesting when you do the multi-room audio because and I think the echo does this as well where it will start the music up on one, it'll sync up on the on the one that you started the request on, and then start playing them both. So that's really cool.
5: Yes, the, the Echo works the same way.
0: Also, you'll know in iOS 11.4, there are more, uh, I believe they added a few more Animojis, and just some basic under-the-hood stuff. Uh, was there any more major features that you guys can remember?
1: Nope. Mm-mm.
0: I don't know that I've seen any
5: features, but definitely stability is a big thing with 11.4. It's definitely increased and improved over what it's been in previous releases.
0: And we also have instances where the Siri female voice says words wrong. What was
2: it? Mm -hmm. Aliyah Beef?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, Top sirloin buff.
2: That's not an (laughs) 11.4 thing. No, it's not.
3: This is just Siri. The newest version of the
2: Siri voice thing.
3: What was it? Uh, But yes. Top sirloin Buff steak.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and when you're in the status bar. Wow. And you check your signal strength. It'll say like three or four bars signal strength status bar item. Another thing that happens is when you're using the speed test app by OOCLA, it will, it'll say upload testing upload, and then whenever it gives you the result, it'll say upload result, and then it'll tell you what it is. <laughs> so they've really done some weird pronunciation issues to the, to the new Siri voice, but they also have made it so that, at least on my devices, it doesn't do that weird thing where it'll be really responsive, and then all of a sudden it just lags for a certain section of text.
3: Well, and thankfully now the vocalizer voices can say emoji properly.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: So let me ask you guys this. One of the things that they've said with the new male and and female Siri voices at WWDC last year was that they would be having AI to make pronunciations different and better. Do you think some of this could have
2: happened with that? Or is it just something in the programming that... uh... Personally... I think it's something in the programming because when it happened in the beta cycle, the Siri voices have changed size. I think the U.S. Siri female voice was 494 megabytes in size or whatever, and now it's like 407. No, actually, I think it's 463 megs in size, and that's when I noticed the pronunciation differences. So Apple may be using machine learning to change pronunciations and stuff, but I still feel like they have to issue voice updates before the pronunciations and such are changed on our devices.
3: Yeah, because you have to download the Siri voice itself, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're pushing updates to it over the air without us knowing.
1: Yeah.
2: and well, actually, could- they may be, because my phone randomly downloaded the new Siri voice on its own in part of the beta cycle. And my iPad didn't. I don't know why my iPad didn't, but my phone did. So maybe they are making some changes and they just haven't made any for a while.
0: Now, is the Siri voice the same as what voiceover users get? Like, is what we get in Siri the same voice file as
2: what, voiceover? Yes. Yes. This time around, it does seem to be the same. It's not like earlier versions of iOS where Nikki sounded better as a Siri voice than she did as the voiceover voice.
0: But if you deleted the female Siri voice, would it stop using female Siri voice in Siri?
2: No.
3: I, they, I think it has to download it twice.
2: Wow. Yeah. I don't know what if it does totally because sandboxed? I've seen, well, I've seen it stop working when I've deleted it before. Sometimes it seems to and sometimes it doesn't. And the process for deleting, it's annoying because you have to change your language, your your region to something that's not the language of whatever voice, not the region. Like, okay, if you want to delete the U.S. Siri voices, you have to change your region to something that's not U.S. before iOS will let you delete them.
3: Not out of voiceover,
2: though. No, you change it in your language and region settings under general.
3: Right, that's what we're saying. If you delete the, C- the Siri voice in voiceover voices, your Siri will not stop functioning. Mine
2: did. And it does... You, you do have to change your region on system-wide in order to delete voice uh, the Siri voices for voiceover. At least I do. Interesting. If I, if I try to delete it without changing the region, I can't. It's always been that way whenever they've um, introduced the Siri voices for me anyway. Like, I can download the Australian ones and the British ones, and delete them just fine but not the u.s one unless i change my region
0: interesting all right well besides all the awesome apple news that we're going to get tomorrow that's all the news we have for today so before we move on to our main topic i wanted to talk about one of the projects we're working on and that is a little project i'm making called current city so, if you've ever been on a long car trip or a bus trip and you're just using your phone, sometimes you want to know what city you're going through. Or you're taking a bus, Greyhound, Megabus, it doesn't matter which. And you just want to know where you are so you could tell the person you're, that's picking you up hey, I'm getting close. Can you start heading to the bus station or wherever they need to get you? So, Current City is an app that quickly shows you what city you're going through. So that you could tell people where you are and where uh, you are, you know, let them know, hey, they're, you're in Dallas. Okay, I'm picking you up in Dallas, so let me go ahead and get going. So this makes it to where you don't have to open maps or weather or other apps, and you have to go through all of these options to find the city. So current city will live in your notification widgets there is a 3d touch widget when you open when you have the app and also has information in the app you can save what cities you have been to there's going to be an auto save so you can just have the app open and it will just auto save uh, what city you're going through without you having to do anything and eventually there's going to be an apple watch app so that's all an awesome app i will be using it this week whenever i'm heading to see family, and uh, it's going to be really exciting to try that out. So, Current City will be in the App Store in a few weeks. There's a beta program right now. If you email feedback at iAccessibility.net, you can sign up. For iOS currently, it will can be coming to Android later, so we hope you guys enjoy it. All right, so on to our main topic this week, and that is to talk about change. Money? No, not money, unfortunately. Mm. Besides, dollars are so much better than change, anyway, as far as money. Uh, (laughs) Apple is coming out with their new software tomorrow. Windows 10 is always changing. And there's so many things that are happening as far as technology. And people have, there's groups of people that change with technology, and some folks want technology to stay the same. And the interesting thing is, is that there's, I think there's kind of two contingents of people like we talked about that want things to change, want things to be the same. And there's the folks that want things to be the same, want things to be standardized for blindness related or just user interface. They want things to look the same, no matter what user experience they're having. So we could be looking at this year or next year, a complete redesign of iOS And we've seen changes between Windows 7, 8, and 10 that are pretty drastic that people have to get used to. So I wanted to get everybody together and talk about how you've used technology, how you've adapted to change, and what are some techniques that you've used to adapt to change. So, uh, Aliyah, do you want to go ahead and start off?
3: Sure. So for me, change is exciting course, I am a technology addict. I love everything about everything that I own and enjoy it playing with new software. I put betas on my devices. I explore new features as they come out and I report bugs. But I am also a trainer. And I know that when you're starting out on a new system, things may seem weird and inconsistent and buggy and overwhelming but for me dealing with change means problem solving and we've talked about problem solving on this show in the past and problem solving involves just digging down deep into an issue that you're having and realizing at the bottom of the issue, you know, what is it that's causing this problem? Is it my understanding or is it actually the product? And then moving on from there. And I, I like, I'm, I'm not, I think part of why I'm so successful with adapting to change is that I'm not afraid of getting lost in something. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of Finding a screen in an application that I don't recognize. I'm not afraid of guessing what a button does. My phone's not going to explode if I press something. I can usually always undo something. And that's important to know. And just realizing that change happens. And not just for blind people. Change happens for everyone And some people don't like it, but really change and one's ability to adapt to it separates the wheat from the chaff, as it were, in terms of successful people and success in various areas, including careers. If you can't adapt to change, an employer won't look at you for a promotion. They won't look at you to lead a project because projects goodness projects are all about change deadlines don't get met new monkey wrenches get thrown into the works just stuff happens and you have to be able to adapt to it and you know when a new operating system is released it's no different you can't be productive if you're you know burying your face in the sand and upset about a particular change that's happened It sticks in my mind the Apple Mail thing from last year. Yes, it was buggy. Yes, it needed fixed. There were blind people beating down Apple's doors, demanding that they take this feature out. And it had to do with voiceover custom actions and the fact that you could flick up to archive and continually double tap on archive as each message came across and it would continue to archive, delete, whatever flag. In fact, I think worked this way too, but it was buggy. It wouldn't always do it, and it, it had problems, but I just lament the fact that it's gone. I am so upset because it was such a productivity tool for me, and it was so useful, but People didn't want to wait for Apple to fix it, report bugs with it. No, they were upset that it was there to begin with, and they just, it was gone. Very soon after the beta released, it was gone, and I was so sad. And so, that's a lot of how I think about and deal with change. Well, I know
1: for me, change is all about personal growth. I'm a person who is constantly trying to become better just in my humanity. And I know that's very California and hippie, but you know, I'm in the right place for that. (laughs) But um, as a person who has been a voc rehab counselor for several years and who now has moved into management and is working with helping people to better themselves, the only way that you can really improve yourself as a person in, in any area of life, whether that would be tech, whether that would be employment, is definitely to embrace change. Now, for me, embracing change doesn't always mean liking change. I have worked with individuals who have been going through a lot of changes in their lives, whether that would be vision loss, whether that would be transition to a new job, whether that would be learning a new skill, where they didn't necessarily like the change. But for me, what separated the successful people from the unsuccessful people are the ones who moved forward, regardless of whether or not they liked the change. A lot of times, being successful is understanding that, okay, this change is happening, and whether or not I personally like it or want it, the only way that I'm going to move through is to move through and to make the best of it. So sometimes change is is making the best of things. Um, For me personally, I'm like Aaliyah. I love change in technology. I love learning about all kinds of new tech on all different platforms, learning about how things are similar and different, and learning through those changes what I like and don't like, but ultimately understanding that if tech is going to move forward, then we have to move forward with changes and kind of roll with those punches and just embrace it because it's going to help us develop as people.
2: I would have to agree. I I like change in technology as well. I think during the whole voiceover mail action issue, I had said something to the effect of, and I'm not sure if I stole this from somebody or if I came up with it on my own, but with change comes innovation. With lack of change comes stagnation. And I think that's true. If you never change then you're just going to stagnate. You're always going to remain the same in life or your career or technology. A lot of different aspects are just going to pass you by because I know somebody who, for instance, doesn't like the fact that screen readers have changed so that they now read emoticons and emojis and other things like that. They feel that it's unnecessary and, Again, I, I, I actually told this person, you can either change and adapt. You don't have to like the change, but you can either change and adapt or you can bi- get left behind. And, you know, it's, it's it's so true, especially in the tech world. Technology changes just about every day. And for trainers as well, if you're training new clients, you've got to keep up on the new changes in technology because if you are so set in your ways that you there's only one way to accomplish a task if you teach that to your clients I feel like you would definitely be doing your clients a really really big disservice and you know I As much as I like change, there are some changes I don't like, but I deal with them anyway. Like, for example, the voiceover speech attribute adjustment commands on the Mac. I do not like them at all. But I can either use them or I can be mad and get rid of my Mac and go to Windows and make everybody who knows me cry.
0: Yeah, Allison. I was about to say. would yeah. Why, she my, wouldn't change, cry. She'd
2: celebrate. my
1: change to Windows, my change to Windows, I embraced Windows 10. So I embraced change by going from Mac to Windows, and it had nothing to do with the commands. It just had to do with the operating system itself.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, my, my Mac is actually sitting on top of Windows laptop right now. So there you go. <laughs> wow. uh, on, top.
3: on top, as it should be.
2: <laughs> yes. You caught that. Awesome. No, that's just because but, you don't have um, any desk space. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Actually, I do have space. I just would need to clear it off, but it would still be sitting on top of the laptop. Um but you know, it's it's so true. Like I really hate this change, but I'm still using it because if if I stop using an operating system because there's a couple things I don't like, then that just if I don't know it really gets to me when people do that.
4: I think I've really become a uh, accustomed to change uh, this year uh, because i've I'm actually am starting to lose my vision, so I've had to rely more on a screen reader, rely more on learning it, and I've actually went as far as to uh <laughs> the disbelief of my wife and a couple of our friends to remove. The crutch, which is the monitor from the Windows computer and turn down the brightness and completely use screen curtain on the Mac and my iPhone um, to get used to that environment. Not that I wasn't used to it already, but to uh, dwell and dive deep into stuff that I don't understand from from a screen reader perspective. So that's been a really interesting thing for me because I have no choice to and I'm actually finding it. I thought I was scared and I would be more scared than I was. And there is some scary points in it. Don't, don't let me, um, believe, believe that, you know, I'm wrong in saying that there's not because there is, but I'm excited because as I have said for many, many years, and you've heard this from many, many people, um, so, you know, there's another podcast, uh, somebody says it all the time, that there is no better era and no better place and no better day to be a blind person because of all the technology and everything that we have at our fingertips. It is just, it is so amazing. I mean, if you, if you asked me, you know, before the iPhone 3GS came out, you know, I'd be stranded by all the technology and basically have a computer in my pocket, I would probably would have laughed you out of the room.
5: I would agree with everything that everyone has brought up. I think it all comes down to whether it's technology or just life in general. You have to take the deck that you're given and play those cards, you know, day in and day out. I've been dealt some pretty nasty stuff over the last few years personally, but I haven't let that stop me. I haven't let changes in my employment and some technology issues that I faced there stop me. And I've embraced all of the changes from technology, personally, professionally, and I think I'm a better person because of it. Uh, Do I enjoy change. Not every change is enjoyable, that's for sure. Do I like playing with new stuff like everybody else here? Absolutely. Uh, Give me a new piece of tech, I'm all over it. I'll find what's working, what's not, what needs to be fixed, what could be improved. But change is life's constant. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I have definitely
4: come to learn
0: so and if, I'm, there's a, oh, go ahead.
4: and if there's a problem that you can't solve it that you don't know how to solve um you know there's always people that you can rely on to help and to bounce off ideas on and if you're just going to sit there and say well i don't have any ideas and I, there's nobody i can ask uh i'm, I have to, I'm <laughs> sorry to say that you're going to get left behind and it's not, going to be, it's not going to be anybody's fault but your own. So
0: I'm going to tell my story.
4: At the age,
0: the young age of eight or nine, I met somebody that changed my world, my way of viewing the world. I used technology because it's what I needed for school. That's it. No real interest. And I had this device called the Keynote Companion. Anybody know what those are? I That's before know my time, sir.
2: I I barely know what they are. I've I've, I've heard, heard of, of them. I've never used one. I'm assuming.
1: I've I've a... heard of it, but I never saw one.
2: Yeah. So
0: it's just like the other Keynotes in the series. It's a it was a device running DOS, and it had a program built on it. Uh, that would make it to where the device was accessible it had word processor and all the stuff that you can see on the braille notes today well to make a long story short this device was running dos and a friend of mine said wow i've never seen one of these before and i think it was the first time he'd ever seen something like that that was a pocket or a uh, small computer and he said does it run basic does it do this does it do that does it do that i'm like what is he talking about Didn't even know you could do all those things or what they even did. So I started learning, and one door led to three more doors, which led to three more doors to open. And once I started walking through those, more and more doors would open. And just the possibilities that you could use technology for. The next summer, I got to use BASIC on a a computer at the School for the Blind, and I started building small programs. And I've moved on now, years and years later, to app development. And I use computers for everything. And we have iPhones. We have all of these things. And so I wanted to, and you know, I guess maybe it happened because I was a little kid. And change was just such a, you know, interesting thought. But it opened my mind and my doors to the concept that change could be a good thing. that you could control, you know, what happens by being creative. I think, honestly, one of the things that you have to look at when you accept change as a constant in your life is if how you're willing to take that change and make it work for you and to add your creative aspect to that change. I don't care who you are or what you do. When you cook a meal, you're being creative. When you write a book of course you're being creative when you write a song you're being creative even if you're singing a song that somebody else did you're being creative because you're putting yourself your soul into that and anything we do with computers just living life is being creative so take it one step further adapt to what people change and say here's how it's going to benefit me and how it's useful Now, there are bad changes. You know, we lose people in our lives and we, you know, get mad at people and they come and go out of our lives. That happens. And as somebody who hates endings, we have to accept those changes as part of life as well. And we have to go through the process of getting over those. But the point is that we have to embrace What happens? And technology companies are always going to be changing things because if they didn't, we would have the same technology and it would never improve. You know, let's put it in another way. Medication. If people didn't innovate on medication, we wouldn't have the lifespans we have today. So if if we didn't come up with new ways to make food, We wouldn't, you know, have the food supply we have today. So change is required for existence. And I think when we accept that, hey, we can make these changes be an an enabling force for good in our lives instead of something that's negative, we'll go places. And then also, when these changes happen that make things worse... Don't be negative about it. Go to the company and say, I can't do this. Now, if they refuse to listen, you know, if, if it's too much of an impacting thing, then yes, I would say something and be more negative about it and be, you know, a little more forceful. But change is going to happen. And we need to be ready to embrace change as an asset And not a problem. So I want to open the the floor up to discussion. And any topics that y'all think that uh, our listeners would want to hear about, uh, put them out there.
1: Well, if you can believe it, when I first heard about iOS devices, I wasn't exactly change-averse. I didn't hate the concept of voiceover on iOS. But I didn't see, I couldn't see past the end of my nose as it were because I'd never used an iOS device. I couldn't see how a touch screen could be um, just as usable and make somebody as productive or in some cases more productive than they were uh, with a keyboard. And my friend had an iPad, and this was back over, or almost eight years ago now, and I open myself up to at least trying it, and that began my great love of, of using iOS devices. And as more apps became available and everything, I, I u- found myself using them more and more as I've gone along to the point where now it's all but replaced um, home computing technology for various tasks for me, and certainly a lot of my blindness-specific te- technology. Um, so being open, even when you're not really sure in your mind to how something could could possibly work um the whole don't knock it till you try it adage for technology will really help you to go far because sometimes even if you can't see how something could possibly be a solution for you if you give it a try you might find that it is or you might give it a try and find that it isn't but at least you have um, maintained maintained enough open-mindedness to find out through experience
0: you know it's What Allison said, I think is really important that open-mindedness is key to accepting change into your life. Because if you can keep an open mind on things, then you will have the curiosity and the willingness to say, I don't understand this, but let's see how I can. Let's solve this problem. Go ahead, Jason.
2: It's funny that you bring up your transition to using an iOS device because I was thinking the same thing, except I didn't actually have a good transition to learning an iOS device and realizing just how productive you can be on it. When I was learning or trying to learn how to use an iOS device, it was somebody else's and they weren't the most patient of people. But even though I didn't have a very good experience, I was still open-minded to the idea that a touchscreen could be usable because I knew that companies like Code Factory had made touchscreens usable
4: mm-hmm.
2: with MobileSpeak for Pocket PC. I just I I didn't really un- it was so weird to me to think that a screen reader would be built into your device and that it would be comparable or in some cases even better than some of the third-party solutions that were available and certainly cheaper in Apple's case since they didn't charge you to use VoiceOver and still don't, obviously. And one of the things that I'm dealing with now as far as changing the way I think about things is I'm trying to be more spatially aware of where elements are in an application. What I mean by that is I'm trying to start being able to use a sighted person's information about a web page, you know, click on the, click on the purchase link. It's on the bottom left hand corner of the page below the description. Trying to remember that I can actually use that information. If I'm viewing a website on my iPhone or my iPad, I don't have a touchscreen capable PC, but you know, that's a really interesting thing that I'm going through right now. Um, but I'm excited to learn these changes because I feel like it gives me a better perspective than simply just navigating around a screen with a keyboard. And of course, when my keyboard for my iPad broke, being forced to do that with my touchscreen, even though it was something I thought I was going to do anyway. Um, it's, it's been a really fun change mentally for me, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying going through that change. Anybody else have any comments before we wrap up for today?
5: I think Jason brings up a good point in his comments about spatial awareness. I, too, have had to adapt my way of thinking in terms of working with uh, Windows applications specifically uh, because of the, the work that I do. If someone is trying to work me through a process, I have to be aware of what they're saying is on the screen visually, and then try and translate it to, okay, how will I get to that same information? So that's definitely uh, a good point.
0: Right, and I guess one of the things I hope people take away from this episode is when Apple comes out with iOS 12 or iOS 13, when they change things, or if Android changes things, you know, they change the overview in Android P. That's coming up soon. That people say, okay, I don't understand how this works, but how can I figure out how to make it work? Or if you're doing a presentation and you say, I don't know how to make this work with PowerPoint. Now, How do I make it work? I hope that you go through all the steps, go through all the possibilities to getting something to work. Because nothing is impossible, guys. You can make anything work. Every problem is a problem because it has a solution we may not like the solution but there is a solution so you can do anything you want as somebody that's blind you just have to work through it possibly different you know even if you're sighted there might be issues that you have to work through that you're you know if you have a learning disability or you're just not familiar with something there's always a solution guys always And so I hope you guys take that determination away from this podcast to say, look, let's take iAccessibility, for example. You know, we have built an amazing podcast network. We have all kinds of great shows. And we had to do a lot of problem solving to say, how are we going to get the space? How are we going to get the app built? How are we going to do these things? And so a lot of problem solving was used in doing that. So if you can imagine something in your brain of what you want to do, a dream you have, a thing you want to do. Don't just say, I don't have time to do it. I don't have uh, the energy to do it. I don't have the ability to do it. If you want it, you'll find a way because that's what a problem is, is finding a way to reach a solution. So problem solving is one of the things we're all about, adapting to change, and I think we all can get where we want to be.
2: And I don't think any of us are saying that Every single problem is solvable without help of some manner because that's not always the case. And that actually reminds me of another change I'm going through. I'm not always great about asking for help when I need it. And that's something I'm trying to get better at doing because, you know, if I'm trying to work through a problem, I know I need help and I'm too stubborn to ask for it. All that's going to do is make me frustrated and less likely to be able to get the problem solved I'm working on. It. Well and I think go ahead. And I think knowing when to ask for help is also part of being more independent as well. Right. And
0: honestly, guys, asking for help is a way to get to the solution of your problem. Mm -hmm. If asking for help gets you to the solution, then you found your solution. And because here's the thing, somebody told me this and it very it hit home very deeply with me. We are all great at what we're great at, but we're not great at what we're not great at. And we all have things, we're not all perfect, we're unique. We do things well. Uh, we do the things well that we like to do and we do the things well that we're innately good at. And so if you need somebody to build you an app, that's fine. If you need somebody to get dir- help you get directions to find somewhere, that's fine. Don't be afraid to ask because if you can get those other tasks that you're not as good at doing done faster, then you could get done with what you're meant to do faster. And it's a, being efficient and I'm I'm just going to put it out there. You know, a lot of blind people are so tied up in Thinking, I need to be independent and do things on my own. That I'm not going to ask for help. That they struggle to get things done because they're too busy trying to get them do- get things done. Where if they delegate and work with the people around them to get things completed, then that allows you to get out there and do the things you want to do more, while. Having those other tasks done by somebody that's more uh, that that's their thing, you know that's the way I look at it is that's another part of problem solving is know when to get help on things because independence yeah. also means getting out there and knowing when you should do things and when you shouldn't, or knowing when to say, "I need some help with this, or even if you don't mm. need help, this will make my time more effective if somebody else will do this so those are other things i want to throw out
4: there oh and also the word independence too does have the word dependence in it as well
1: yeah because we're all interdependent on one another as as Mm -hmm. people i mean nobody does anything ever 100 percent by themselves and i think sometimes blind people forget that people with any disabilities tend to forget that sometimes
2: agreed well i think part of the problem is some of us are told that is the case and so it gets instilled in you and you have to change your mindset when you get older and realize that's not quite as true Mm -hmm. as you may have been told when you were younger
1: yep adapting to get more change
2: (laughs)
0: exactly all right, guys, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the show. So now is our segment where we give out how you can find us and our picks of the week. So, Allison, let's start up with you. What is your pick and where can people find you online?
1: Well, my pick is a relative oldie, I would say a mature app, but a wonderful app. It is called Voice Dream Reader. I'm sure most of you have probably heard of it, but if you have not if you're new to vision loss or new to the iphone first of all welcome we're here to help second of all voice stream is awesome because voice stream is an app that will basically take any text and read it out loud it can also read um, several audio formats it can read books from uh, project gutenberg it can look at um, documents and audio files from dropbox or the files app in icloud drive Um, it just is a kind of a swiss army knife um, of an app and it has replaced my victor reader um, a long time ago actually and it's normally 14.99 but if you buy it now i assume it'll be at least for a week or so it's on sale for the low low price of $6.99 so if you have been on the fence about Voice Dream Reader now is a great time to check it out it's a wonderful wonderful app and I use it a little bit to a lot every day and if you would like to get a hold of me you can find me contributing content to iAccessibility you can send me an email at allison that's a-l-l-i-s-o-n at net. Or you can follow me on Twitter, that's Hot4Technology, Hot, the number 4, Technology, to find out about all the other projects I'm involved with as well.
0: All right. Aaron, what about you?
4: (laughs) Well, mine is actually something that my company, Invincible Productions, is um, sponsored our podcast network by, and we also have a discount for viewers and it doesn't just mean for people on my podcast it's anywhere so this device is called the sunu band and it's in development um it has actually been in development for a while the company is new and what this basically is it's a echolocation uh vibrating uh wrist uh smart it's almost like a smart watch uh but it's a smart band and it has an application that goes along with it and what this allows you to do is literally um know where objects are before they hit your face or they hit any other part of your body that your cane doesn't detect and Guys, this actually does work because I use it at work all the time, and there's people always coming and going and there's there's uh you know huge things in my way that I don't even see. And I should be using my cane, but uh, (laughs) I I, I just use the Sunu band because sometimes I'm having to carry stuff and use two hands and I can't use my cane. Um, And this device will detect those people on these objects before you even hit them. And you can actually get 10% off that that price if you go to Sunu, that's S-U-N-U dot I-O, and just use the discount code LP those two letters are both capital and it does work Um, I am a wholehearted uh, all-in person on this and actually if you are we've actually the wife and I have actually tried it in line and one of the biggest problems for me is knowing when lines you know move up and this device actually can give you information about that can tell you that you know there's not an object there and you can actually move up. And it's really, really awesome.
2: Interesting. Okay. It basically, to me, sounds like a more modern Moat sensor, which is kind of cool.
4: Yeah, it is, and it's it's really neat. Uh, it's there's more functionality coming to the application all the time, and so they're always updating it and always looking for feedback. And if you want to get on a, a a beginning project and help this company become something that they really want to be then uh it would be it would it's an awesome thing to to do and the guys are really awesome.
5: Awesome. And the company Interesting. Is great.
4: Yeah, um and you guys can also find me on well, a bunch of different places. Um Twitter, it's Linson, L I N S O N underscore Pro L L C. And you can also just go to Linson com and read all of the blog posts and podcasts and all that fun stuff that we're doing right now. So, I try to do at least one podcast to one blog post and working on one video a week. So, uh, content is always relevant and and all that kind of stuff. So, if you guys have any, you know, anything you want to know about or anything like that, just get in contact contact with us or on Twitter or we do have a contact us page of all of our relevant information that you can you know, get, but we also have form uh, a form that you can fill out and leave comments and all that kind of stuff as well.
0: All right. Scott, where can people find you?
4: Before I get to that,
5: I will talk about my pick for the week. And Jason alluded to it earlier in the show. It is Speed Test by OOCLA. It is a very handy app for being able to check on internet speeds, whether it's your internet service provider, cable, DSL, whatever, or even your cellular network. Uh, I use it at least once every couple days, if not daily, to check okay, how am I doing with my internet speed, is my work computer going to be able to handle it in the morning or you know what what am I up against? Uh, But yes, speed test by OOCLA. And people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Scott at iaccessibility.net. You can also find me on Twitter. At Scott Van Gorp, that's S-C-O-T-T-V-A-N-G-O-R-P. And you can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Scott Heidi Van Gorp.
0: All right. Jason, how can people get a hold of you, and what's your pick?
2: My pick is going to be a really, really fun flight simulator called Eurofly. I actually got Aaliyah turned on to this. Uh, do Do you remember the website, Aaliyah? No, and but it's... Other people can download it. In the, it's I know it's available from audiogames.net. Audio Games. You can download yeah. it there.
3: Or just do a Google search um, for it. It's the first thing that comes up.
2: Yeah, that's true. But it's free. It's a lot of fun. And <laughs> we're going to eventually do a, a game cast on it. Which is going to be really, really cool. You can get all kinds of different airplanes, airports different weather. There's even a way for you to get a weather API key from the National Weather Service so that the flight simulator can give you real-time weather conditions for airports. It's so cool. So for those of you who are into that stuff, I encourage you to check it out. It's amazing. People can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91 You can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls.
0: All right. Aaliyah, what is your pick, and where can people find you online?
3: My pick this week is another game called Beat Star. And it is a musical game, and I think an older version was around... A while back but a new one has come out. I didn't ever play the older version but this new one has a bunch of different stuff and I fully intend to do a game cast on it soon. It runs on both Windows and Mac and essentially what you do, the main part of the game, is that you respond to certain audio cues in rhythm by pressing the corresponding key on the keyboard. And it's very addictive. There are many, many sound packs. I will alert our listeners that there are sound packs that are not uh, PG. So if you want a PG game, you might... It's not bad, but some of the content can be a little offensive. So um check that out. It is a really neat... Very musical game, and I'm very happy to see it on the Mac. You can find me creating content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A at iAccessibility.net, or you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199.
0: All right, for me, my pick this week is kind of the ad, uh, Current City. I, I was using it last week as I was making a trips between Austin and Taylor where my two workplaces are. So it was neat getting to see that you actually go through four cities to go between the two. So that was kind of exciting. I really uh, liked to get to see that. And so I'm excited on my trip to Dallas just to see all the different cities we go through. So I'm excited to check that out. All right, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Doeys. I'm on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. You can email me at Mike Doeys, That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. And I'm all over the internet. Just search for me. I'm on uh, Tumblr, all these other places. And I also uh, have MichaelDoeys.com. So you can look at all my pictures, read my content, and all that stuff there. So. Check that out. All right. If you want to find iAccessibility online, you can at iAccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. If you want to find us on Facebook, just search for iAccessibility. We have our iAccessibility app. And if you would like to help us out, you can at patreon.com slash iacast. We have our outtakes there. We have our raw episode recordings. And we also have... Uh, a new podcast called IA Unplugged at our $5 per month level where you could hear us talk about tech topics and they won't be censored. So it's a lot of fun. Don't bring the kids. Um, But it's a great podcast. So check that out. Uh, If you want to email us, you can at feedback at iaccessibility.net. We also have a Tumblr page and we also have a hashtag of IACast on Twitter. So check that out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We will be back next week with our regular episodes, but I think we're going to have a special recording and commentary of the Apple WWDC Apple Christmas event tomorrow. It'll be recorded and probably done on on here on the live server, so uh, Aliyah will be heading that up. So come listen to it if you're on the stream, and we'll have it up on the site afterwards if you catch this podcast in iTunes so check that out it's going to be very exciting but we'll be back next week with our regular episode to talk about what happened at WWDC so it's very exciting we can't wait to see you guys there so it's been it's going to be great but uh until then thank you guys for joining us thank you guys on the stream and everybody that's been on the show we've had a big crowd today and really appreciate you guys coming on so thank you so much for being here
2: that was so much fun Yes, it was. Totally, totally, oh, totally yes. worth it.
0: All right, thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, and Michael Doey's.